Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? For starters, drink some water. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program. The more ratings you leave, the more lit I become. Last but not least, if you'd like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, that is goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. So let's address the elephant of the, in the room. My apologies for stuttering. I have been away, and I made a promise to you guys that I'll be more consistent, but it is very difficult because there's a lot of things happening simultaneously. I'm becoming more active. I'm playing more basketball. Um, I have added responsibilities in regards to this job. I do side jobs in order to make money because I'm still crawling out of debt, you know, hand over fist or forearm over forearm when you're trying to crawl out of a foxhole. You got to do whatever. Hold on. Give, give me a second because, you know, I, I, I have no respect to my own home in regards to me recording this program. Sorry about that. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to restore order in the house. I had to go outside and show them my shoulder blades. Like, check this out. You see these shoulders? When these shoulders demand silence, I get the silence. You feel me? Yeah, in regards to me taking a small departure from the show, it's everybody says that they're a creature of habit or a creature of routine. And I want to say, since this year started, my routine has been all over the place because I have something to do differently every day of the week. Some days might be a relaxed day. Other days might be me doing a million things other days might me be working other days might be a day where i'm doing two jobs another day might be a fitness day another day is a social day and all throughout that it's literally coming here carving out time for what's important and doing this just literally falls by the wayside and that's not an excuse that's just me keeping you guys abreast about what's happening but you know a lot of you have been hitting me up like yo where's the show you promised us consistency this is you're supposed to use your job in order to put money into this so this can be the dream and everybody's been absolutely correct and i want to thank all of you that has been hitting me up and everybody's appreciated but there is something that i wanted to share with you that's not necessarily you know date driven or something that's something that's happening currently in my life but it's an old friend of mine and i was with him about two weeks ago and I haven't been able to tell the story from top to bottom. And I spoke about him briefly when I was telling you guys how I reestablished my relationship with an old friend at my mom's repast. And uh, for the sake of not giving out his real name, let's say his name is Dart. And it's funny. And... The more I think of things, the more I realize that life is full circle. And I just want to give you guys a chronological background on why DART means so much to me and how life can happen to where you have to make a cognitive decision if you're going to forgive people or if people even have spaces in your life. You know, people oftentimes give you this advice of, uh, you know, some people are here for the long haul. Some people are here for a season. Some people are here to be a stepping stone to 
illuminate what what's really important in your life uh people are here to provide you with some type of substantial understanding of what's to come and those people are meant to be here for the long haul some people are here to be lifelong friends and other people you have to treat them like college you're with them for a period of time you learn then you move forward but dart it's a it's a different situation you know and the way it's full circle is for one one of my first encounters with a friend purchasing something for me not a relative was dart we were young and you know we had two primary ice cream trucks mr softy and franco and it was dart that utilized his money because he's a year older than me and he bought me some candy and he bought me some ice cream and i want to say he was seven and i was six because his uncle owned a store and a few times whenever they slide him some money whatever you know he had a fantastic mom still has a fantastic mom fantastic father fantastic grandmother fantastic uncles you know a support system like the type of support system you will want growing up when you're not financially in the best circumstances and his mother i'm sorry yeah his mother and his father were friends with my mother so much so that his father and my mother were friends i think my mother was his father's first friend and vice versa which is crazy because dart was my first friend and i remember it so vividly like i have so many memories with him where every single year until seventh grade the first day of school i would spend the night over at his house and nobody was allowed in his house except for me and you know throughout these times we would make these ridiculously nasty scrambled eggs and we was putting cinnamon and sugar and all type of things that kids do when you know when they're coming into their own they're starting to venture out and explore and dart was the first person to bring me around my own neighborhood you know from the flats in amityville and the thing about the flats is everything is one big circle it's it's easy to be confused but it's impossible to get lost because if you do enough driving you're going to end up in the same spot where you started and i had just learned how to ride a bike and he was advanced in that regard because he was doing wheelies and he was doing wheelies on one hand and he would come down the block and just a, a, a very coordinated athlete you know he ended up getting a scholarship to go play football and stuff like that but me and him we were the athletes in the neighborhood whatever we would race or whatever have you and although i'm taller than him you know he always had this exceptional athleticism he could jump high running fast or whatever have you one of the more muscular people even coming up like he he matured physically faster than a lot of us coming up and I remember like it was yesterday he was coming down he saw that I was starting to get things in motion in regards to me learning how to ride a bike and he was like yo man you gotta learn your neighborhood you know, just follow me and he would teach me street signs and how to remember streets and not just you know houses or whatever or landmarks like yo this street is this this street is that yo let's go to Burger King yo let's go here let's go to my uncle's store let's shoot over here yo let's go to this person's house yo follow me we're gonna go over here he taught me when riding a bike to 
right on the side of oncoming traffic so you can see the cars coming. So if a, so you have a better chance of not getting hit if you see the car coming. When we were in elementary school, he was one of the first people that I knew that was actually exploring and taking risks. And if he missed the bus, he would just walk to elementary school, which was such a foreign idea. Like, what? how do you even have the confidence to be nine years old walking from your house to the elementary school that we was all going to? Um, my first two man was with him. You know, me and him and two ladies when we was young, you know, like, yo, bro, I got some holes, whatever. He he did that for me. And we were not old. You know, um, a lot of my first conversations just as a person, like, you know, when you're growing up and you're starting to have your own mind and you have a more of a command on the English language, you know, conversationally, you're only as good as the people that you're speaking to. And he was always advanced in the realm of conversation. You know, I would go with him to the pool. I would go with him around the corner to meet with our friends, uh, some Spanish women, some some black people, whatever have you. One of my best friends in the world I met through him. My man Tuan, he won't mind he wouldn't mind me saying his name, but I met my man Tuan, which is one of my best friends, bar none. I met because of my man Dart. And um So as we was coming up, we were always close. We played CYL, which is Copeg uh Youth League football. And his father would come pick me up and bring me to the games or whatever. And we we just always had like a strong connection. Although I would say characteristically we're different people, it was always understood that I have your back and you have mine. And, you know, we were really friends. I, I would walk up to his court because he was one of the first people to have a court. And we would play basketball in front of his house. We would uh sit across the street at our neighbor's house on top of the fence. And, you know, she had a fence and she had a branch that everybody would just sit there and chill on for hours. And we would sit there and eat zebra cakes and you know 50 cent sodas and i started to develop a sense of community because you know when i saw him two weeks ago he was down here because my man um he's having a baby he's a year older than me and this has been my friend for upwards of 20 years and i started tapping in with the person whose baby shower i was at i was there because of dart like i have this relationship with him because of dart there's another dude that's getting married soon to his fiance. And the reason why I, I'm getting an invitation to this wedding and the reason why me and him have a upwards of 20 year rapport is because of my man Dart. You know, Dart showed me the true essence of leaving the block and creating friendships with people that aren't your neighbor. You know, a lot of my closest friends are because of circumstance and because of radius. And he was the first to venture out and explore and, you know, capitalize on women having the free crib and everything like that. And the reason why I'm giving you all this backstory is because once we got to high school, uh, it's it's kind of like a, a movie in a sense, a, a Netflix movie, Amazon Prime, whatever have you. He was a great above me and he was starting to get more focused on football and me, I was still coming to my own, but our poor and our friendship was still the same. But then things changed and he started hanging around with a certain group of people and people wished that were my friends naturally or people that I wouldn't befriend because of my nature. And he started to lean towards those other people and 
kind of leave me behind. Like I was just some childhood nigga that he just knew kind of, but you know, the, his real friends is over here kind of situation. And, you know, we started to have names for his friend group or whatever have you. And, you know, as I told you guys, you know, there was a point in time, it was, this was ninth grade, I believe. And we was playing basketball on this court, you know, me and a whole bunch of dudes in the neighborhood and then some bullying like tactics were happening. And then I end up getting to a fight, you know, I'm getting my punch on, whatever have you. And, you know, the person I'm fighting, his brother jumped in and now I me, mean, I'm getting kicked and stuff like that. And Dart sat there with his father and his grandmother and just watched this happen. And even with all that happening, you know, after that, after that subsided and, you know, dabs were given and because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a warrior. I was ready to fight every day. I'll fight 100 men if I have to. Kenny was like, yo, you know why that happened to you? Because you don't know how to move your feet. You're staying too stationary when you're punching. You got to learn how to move around. You know, you can't be so still and stiff when you're fighting. It's more than just hands. You got to move your feet and circle around and view your surroundings. Dart told me that. Um, advice that I'm taking to this day. And then as we got older, we just started to veer apart. You know, he started to, to, to a degree, he started to look down on me in a way. And I couldn't understand it because I've always been cool always had my fair share of friends. I have my own interests. I'm not a nerd in any regard. Um, I'm not a herb in any regard. I never dealt with any kind of bullying in any regard. So I'm like, why is this dude acting like this? So then, you know, things started to subside. And, you know, he went on to do his thing. And he had his own demons that he had to battle, as well as me. And then it went from us literally hanging out all the time and sharing secrets and you know being in front of his crib until the wee hours of the morning as kids because neither of us ever had a curfew and chilling with girls at a young age and riding bikes and playing tag and playing street football and playing basketball to all of a sudden just saying what up when we saw each other he would come down the block i'd dap him speak to him for a few minutes and he'd keep it moving i didn't have his number for upwards of 15 years did if i didn't see him i could not contact him that's how bad it got from probably when i was 17 to my mom's repass i did not have a phone number for him and um that was crazy it, it, it was crazy overall and then at the repass he recently had back surgery so he's there with his mom and his father i haven't seen his mom since i was like nine years old and i still remember what she looked like and He's there with a cane, and there was a point in time to where his mother and father got up to go get some food, and he's sitting there, and after he watched, you know, the funeral and the repast, whatever, I'm sorry, the funeral and the, bur and the burial, I'm seeing him, you know, gingerly walk because he's still in his healing process, and was looking at him, and a sense of anger and fury came over me. One, because I was in a bad place mentally, but two, it's like, bro, why are you here? I don't talk to you, ever. I don't tap in with you, ever. I don't have your phone number. We don't speak. You know, you're married with kids. I never met these people. Like, yeah, you knew my mom, but it's like, fam, we don't tap in. So why? you brought your mother and your father here and all that, and I'm just not. So with all the 
chaos that was going around me and my friends being there and my family being there and my mom's friends being there and everybody trying to either console me, trying to make sense of the situation. I zeroed in on Dart and I had a concentrated conversation with him where everything that I'm saying to you guys right now, I said to him and how I felt a sense of betrayal and how, you know, everything that happened from him watching me get jumped to him trying to style on me in front of his friends to him separating himself from me and everything else and how you know we just went our separate ways how I just wasn't really feeling that and how you know had my mom not passed we probably wouldn't even have this conversation and we still wouldn't be cool and when I told you guys that he is advanced conversationally he sat there and he just let me talk he didn't cut me off. He didn't say, um, he didn't say, but he didn't try to make any excuses. And I'm, um, I'm getting, uh, emotional even talking about this because it didn't even occur to me how much he meant to me because, you know, as men, we just subdue our feelings. So I just, I try to attack everything in my life with practicality. Like, okay. I thought we was cool. It appears that we're not. I thought we was better than this. He's going his way. I'm going my way. There's no beef. I don't want to fight this man. I know his whole family. He knows my whole family. And we're just two people that just went to two, went, went, walked down two different paths. And it just wasn't in our destiny to be friends forever. Flash forward, he's sitting there and I don't, I couldn't even tell you how long I was talking to him, but I was. I was talking to him and I was getting all my feelings out. And he just sat there. He didn't look the other way. He didn't look around. He just looked me dead in my eyes as I was talking. And he just apologized and just took ownership like a fucking man. He sat there and looked me in my face and just he said sorry. And how he doesn't want that to affect us going forward. And, you know, although this is a tragedy of how we got here, how he won't behave in that manner and how we both grown and we're both in our thirties and we've already lost all this time. We can't lose time going forward. And, you know, around that time, you know, weeks later, I, I took my road trip and got to meet his wife and I got to see his children, his beautiful black children. And he made me scrambled eggs, which was way better than the scrambled eggs of 20 years ago. And then two weeks ago, he comes out here for the baby shower. We go to get some food. And in that full circle moment that I was telling you about, that um, he was the first person to purchase me something that was a friend of mine. You know, we're, we're eating food, we're having drinks, whatever. And he was like, yo, I'm going to pay for this. This wasn't planned. He was like, yo, I'm just going to, I'm going to pay for this. And then we started just reminiscing about things that we've done and things that we want to do and how we're not going to let things get in between us and how he says he listens to my show and when I was in his crib, I was li I was watching videos of, of raps that he's done and the brilliant rapper and, you know, all, all of these things and all these tragedies that we've both gone through. He's gone through his share of tragedies and so have I. But to be able to reconvene like that so early in life, because I'm not 60 years old talking to him like this. I'm not 50, I'm not 70. We're both in our 30s. And I was like, yo, bro, like we're we're not old yet. And, and we have the maturity to put the emotions aside and recognize that you, we were friends with each other first. Like, all right, life unfolded the way we unfolded, but we, it was me and it was you. We was there together. 
you know, the when I first listened to the music Soul Child album, I just want to sing. He put me on to that. Just so developed as far as his outlook and and his and his taste in things as far as rap and R and B. And um the his his confidence with women. It's always been above average. And to just watch our relationship dissipate like that. For us to have that triumphant moment to where we're having drinks with one another to a spot he wasn't even aware of. And now we're speaking as men with a refined perspective of what life is supposed to be. That's something that I wanted to share with you guys because I'm sure this has happened to you too. I'm sure there's friends or relatives that you guys fell by the wayside. And I don't know if you are as emotionally mature or conversationally advanced as me and him is, because he's a brilliant man. But if you can refine that skill of removing emotion out of it and as having a back and forth conversation to where you guys come to the medium that the point of this conversation is for us to move forward in a positive manner and for us to mend this friendship relationship that we once had. If if you guys have that, if you if if you have that within you, life is too short to not give it that attempt. And if you are willing to listen, and if you have the ability to put words to your emotion to where you're not disrespecting the person that you're speaking to, but you're speaking in a fluid manner to where the person can understand where you're coming from while simultaneously not only understand where you're coming from, but also simultaneously see themselves in you like, all right, if I was you, I would I would react the same way. If, if both you guys just understand that that's the past, we don't have a time machine, but going forward, You are somebody important to me. You've always been somebody important to me. Can we move forward? And if that answer is yes, I implore literally all of you to have that conversation with your friend or your relative. It might be your mother. It might be your father. It might be your uncle. It might be your cousin. It might be your nephew, whoever it is. But if you view somebody as important, man, just don't take that for granted. You know, I was almost moved to tears while recording this episode because I I live my life with a certain level of machismo and certain level of ego and I can't be broken and, you know, I'll persevere through anything. So you just subdue what makes us all human. And I subdued the betrayal that I felt and the anguish and the anger of me just losing somebody that's foundationally very important to me he showed me friendship him and then i went from there he did that he had both parents he had a trampoline he had money for the ice cream truck he knew how to ride a bike he knew how to run with a football he knew how to throw a football he knew not to quiver in fear when it came to making split decisions even as a young person Speaking clear and concise sentences, being able to convey his point of view, even as a young child, he did that. And, you know, upwards of however many years later for us to share that drink and to eat that food and to have that experience with one another.
it's something that I had to share with you guys. It's something that it, it was vital for me to express because if you can hear this story, if you have somebody in your life that was a very big part of who you are foundationally, mend that relationship like I did. It um it feels good to have my friend back. It really does, man. It, it I I I don't want to live this life to where I'm just cutting people off for the greater good because what's the greater good money objects bitches like what what is it what is the greater good i'll be more successful if i don't speak to this person that i i literally learned how to speak english with is that who i want to be as a person is this this shrewd businessman kind of mindset where people don't matter what is that you know my my mom passed away as somebody with no money and that that repass and that funeral was full of people that all have a story about her and she moved throughout life as someone with purpose and with understanding and and unapologetically being themselves and she passed that down to her son and whenever I do things people want to support they look forward to me doing anything, this podcast, the parties I've done, jobs I have, any particular thing I do, my friends have a vested interest in. You know, I can't think of a time I've ever been in any place on the earth and people didn't like me. That's what's important to me. And a lot of my personality comes from my surroundings. And as far as friendship is concerned, he was a part of my surroundings so he's a part of me and i'm a part of him i just wanted to share that with you guys um happy friday i'm going to i'm going to make sure that there is an episode uploaded on monday because i cannot continually leave you guys hanging i can't i want to grow this show I want millions of people to listen to this. I want this show to be my way out of this house. I want this show to be the beacon of communication interpersonally in regards to how people speak to one another. I want to be a, I want to be the, not the spokesperson, but I want to be the representation of being able to use your words and use your wit and use what God has given you in order to update your circumstances. When I was starting the show, I was a man who was broke. I was a man that wasn't understanding of his future. Wasn't really in, in tune with who I am as a person and why things upset me. I was a man with no perspective, no purpose. And I've shared all of that with you guys. And now I have this salaried position that only a coveted amount of people get to have. And I got that through intellect and through strategic planning. I speak to you as a man with friends and a network of people. Any state or any town that has a surplus of black people in it, I probably know somebody there that would open their home to me. I did this as a person who wasn't rich. People don't see me and see opportunity. There's no actual reason to be a friend of mine. I cannot uplift any career 
or provide you any type of financial advice. The only thing that I've done is just be myself. And people like that. And people respect that. And people call to check up on me. They text me. They send me money on my birthday. They wish me Merry Christmas. These are things that I, I don't take for granted. So because of this, and because I'm becoming more of this refined person, I need to ensure that I'm staying in tune with who's important. And that's you guys. So I'm going to make sure that I do that. Shout out to Dart. Shout out to everybody who's been a pivotal reason as to why I keep this show going. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I'll speak to you guys on Monday.